I know exactly how much our household needs to bring in per month, per year, whatever it might be in order for us to live the life that we call a dream life. Anything above and beyond that, I need to analyze, okay, how much extra time is this going to take? Because that time has to come from somewhere. And so it's likely going to come from my son or my wife or whatever it might be. And so is that a trade-off that I'm willing to make? Yes or no. And then we evaluate decisions from there. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. Welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brian Lubin, bringing you the mindsets, the methods, and the actionable steps for you to earn freedom in your life and business today. If you are new to the show, we have five episodes per week, three short-form episodes, and two long-form interviews with multimillionaire entrepreneurs who have earned their freedom. And today, I have a show for you. Today's episode features none other than my buddy, Kyle Depies. Kyle is a lot like me where he cut his teeth in corporate America and worked his way up into Target headquarters and was working for Target corporate. And then eventually, they finally had their first child. And so Kyle wanted to be able to be at home with the child because his wife was working a W-2 that she really loved. So it was time for Kyle to figure out what the heck to do to be able to make this happen for his family. So he set off to be the best stay-at-home dad that he could be, which meant that he had to build a business that allowed him to support this lifestyle. So this birthed the business that Kyle currently runs and manages where he hosts what are called guys trips. Kyle organizes trips for high-performance entrepreneurial men where he is able to take them out to do bucketless trips and bucketless adventures to where they are able to bond, form deeply rooted, authentic relationships with peers that they're not normally able to find, and do all of this bonding in the settings of really cool activities like being part of a NASCAR pit crew, going and playing football with professional athletes, playing soccer with professional athletes. It's insanely cool. So here's what you're going to get out of today's podcast conversation. Kyle and I begin the show talking about the concepts of time because he also just spent a good bit of time traveling and we talk about the pros and cons of traveling, how it pertains to time in general and how we view time, especially when we have a family and young kids. So he talks about being present with your family, being present with your time and being super hyper focused to make sure that we don't waste it. Then we go into some best practices and some exercises that you can do to be able to utilize your time even better. Then we go into best practices for people that are in that corporate environment and how we can help you be able to exit that to go do what you actually like doing, which is what Kyle does with these guys trips, and then also being able to be home with his child. And so it's just a lot of goodness from the very beginning to the very end. So stick around. You're going to want to listen to the entire thing. Hope you guys enjoy. If you are, go hit the top right corner, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, wherever you're listening from. And I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get to it. Kyle Depies. Yes. Let's go. Got it. Hey, brother. Got it. They call me the king of pronunciation. You nailed it. And I'm pumped to be here. This has been, what are we, probably almost five months in the making. So I'm honored. Thanks for having me on, man. This should be a lot of fun. 
Dude, I'm very excited. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been best friends for five months now, and this is our first time meeting face to face. Yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. I love the constant jabs on social media. I think it's been a lot of fun. You got a great sense of humor, good wit. So anyone who's witty is usually my spirit animal. So I'm happy we're connected here. I want to begin this conversation with a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts because mm-hmm. you just experienced it. Mm-hmm. I am experiencing it. So before we get into your economic background and what you've got going on right now to earn your freedom, let's hit a little bit about your concept of time and how it pertains to travel specifically. It's such a great question. It's a good topic because I think a lot of us, myself included, I've got a five-year-old and people listening, you don't have to have a kid to understand this, but a lot of times we say to ourselves, man, time really flies by, right? Like, where does the time go? How many times have you probably said that just in the last couple of days? I'm sure most of us could raise our hand to that. So I was sitting just a couple of weeks ago, I was in Ireland. So I had planned a trip to Ireland to golf, snuck in a little bit of surfing too. And we had planned this trip for years. It was supposed to be in 2020. 2020 happened. It got pushed to 21. 21 got pushed to 22. Long story short, we're really looking forward to this trip bucket list trip. And every day, man, was just like, oh, you get to golf this great course. And then there's this great course tomorrow. Three days from today is this great course. And you find yourself looking forward to the next day. And I just remember sitting there on the first tee box with a good buddy of mine. And I said, I want to remember this. Don't want to forget this. And it's so easy to continue to look forward. I said, how do we slow down time? And I was like, the only, you can't slow down time, but the, there is a way to cheat it. And that's just simply by being present. And that's so mm. hard to do intellectually. And I think intellectually, we understand that, yeah, of course, just be where your feet are, just be present. Conceptually, I understand that. But you need to understand it in your heart and you need to live it out. And so when you're sitting there, you guys are on months traveling, and this is probably really hard for you. It's probably a real thing you're experiencing because you've got, you're moving probably from one location to the next. And so you're looking forward to Barcelona next. You're looking forward to this. The way for you to slow down time is just to sit, be present, enjoy the moment, experience the magic of the moment, and knowing that tomorrow will come. It's going to happen. And then you can live and experience tomorrow when tomorrow comes, but you've got to stay in the moment and you've got to stay present. And these little devices make it so hard for us to actually stay present. So how do you slow down time? You be where your feet are. Not my saying, but you be where your feet are and you stay present. Do you have any specific triggers and actions to take when those triggers occur to keep you grounded, I guess, for lack of a better term? I think it's just a constant snapping back into the moment. And I think it's just growing self-awareness. And I think if you can grow the awareness to the fact that, hey, my mind tends to drift, my mind tends to wander, I think that's natural for us. But this is, I think, a skill, a muscle that needs to be grown like your biceps over there, Brian. Like you just need to constantly work (laughs) it and you need to constantly stay attuned to, hey, I'm drifting, snap myself back in. How do I stay present? How do I focus on right here, right now? So I think it's just growing self-awareness. And it's the same thing as meditation, essentially. So I would go ahead and make the assumption that a meditative practice would help you build this. To where if you do go travel and you do something with novelty, then 
that will help you be in the present more. And I know that this is equally as important, if not more important, when you do have the young kids. You only have young kids once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you constantly, as a dad, and I spend a lot of time with my son, I'm very much a stay-at-home dad. I'm constantly thinking, so he's five, and I'm constantly like, man, I can't wait till... I can take him golfing or I can't wait till, you know, him and I go to Ireland and we golf and that's years down the road. And if I'm constantly focusing on his next developmental stage and what we can do when he's older, I'll miss the magic of what it's like having a five-year-old. When we're in a couple of weeks, we go on an annual dude venture, just him and I, a couple nights away, and we're going to a water park in Wisconsin Dells. And I know he's going to ride the same water park, dude, like 75 times in a row, the same slide. And I'll just be sitting there. Yes. And I'll have to stay present without thinking about, man, I can't wait till he's older. And he goes on the bigger one, the big plunge, and I can go with him. Those days will come eventually. And I just have to remind myself to stay in the moment with him right now. Another thing that I've noticed, and you're, and by the way, you're completely spot on about the trip because half the it's a giant mental acrobatics play because while you're here in paradise like it's a conversation that i'm having with my girlfriend constantly because you don't want to complain while you're here but you're having the same problems so problems never go away Mm -hmm. Um, problems exist in paradise problems exist when you're worth 10 million 50 million 100 million Mm dollars when you're traveling in the greek islands they don't go away they just look different so we're sitting here in paradise walking around the bay like we've got this old venetian harbor that we're walking and we see the sunset i can look out the window right now and i could see the sunset over the bay and today we're sitting here we're like what the hell are we doing Mm -hmm. so that's thinking backwards you're like okay where's our routine where is our normalcy where's our patterns that made us successful and you're also thinking forward you're saying okay where are we staying here where are we going here what are we doing here who are we meeting there what should we do here and so it is very difficult mm-hmm. to be able to stay present. I will offer another observation that I've had on time while I'm traveling, and that is that novelty slows time down. So novelty is a really good example of a way that you can make time last longer because I have been here three weeks and some change, about three weeks, and it has felt like three months because it's all new. And there was even a study done that says that excitement and novelty is the key to having that feeling remain, that childlike wonder, right? And here's another thing that I equally want to hit on is your transition coming back home. Talk about that. Oh, I I was just going to say what you had said, if I can piggyback off it, which transitions perfectly to what you had just said, is routine. And so how do you find grounding in a season like you guys are in or a shorter one when there's so much newness coming at you? There's so much disruption to your pattern and your lifestyle. And I struggle with this, man. So I've got this. Comic habits journal. Yes. And if I can focus on okay, what are the habits that I need to do to help me achieve what it is that I want to achieve? And if I can just focus on winning the day, and if I can just focus on crossing off the things that I want to cross off that eventually lead me to success, however everyone defines that, that's what you've got to focus on. And so if you allow your routines and your habits to slip, whether it's on vacation, whether it's on extended vacation, whether it's a season of life, it is so hard to get momentum to restart. And so to answer your question before and answer this existing question, to me, it's all about your habits and your routines and staying consistent, no matter what your schedule looks like to you and no matter how much that changes. Cal, what do you do 
when you have periods of rest. So this is something that I'm going through right now. And for everyone listening, like we purposely wanted to start this. Colin and I have been talking off mic for a bit. And this has been something that's come up for both of us. So that's why we're broadcasting this to you guys live and in color, because this is something that you can apply no matter what stage of the wealth building journey you're in. And Kyle and I will get into the economics here shortly. But uh, there's a new saying. Um, so we've got a mutual friend. You're friends with uh, Rob Murgatroyd, right? Yep. Yeah. So Rob uh, introduced me to this quote, and now I'm experiencing it as I'm in Europe. And it's dolce far niente, the sweetness of doing nothing. I have a massive, overwhelming guilt whenever I have free time and I'm not working. Do you have the same experience and how do you combat that? I used to. And what's funny, literally right before we sat down to record, my wife just walked away and I was like, hey, how's your morning going? She's like, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel that busy. And I look at other people's calendars and they're busier than me. I was like, we have, and she how, what she just said is basically how we view this in North America. We view busyness with productivity. And so if you can separate those two, because it isn't necessarily true. If you build systems in your life and in your business and you build levers in your life and in your business and in your wealth building journey, busyness doesn't necessarily equal productivity. And so for me, this has been a giant experiment in my life because I had a huge blessing in 2017 to become promoted to a stay-at-home dad. And so I left my career, I left corporate America, I left everything. And my one job uh, was to take care of this little three-month-old. And it gave me the ability to start separating those two things, busyness and doing a bunch of stuff with being productive and being successful and all that stuff. So I've been practicing this for a little bit over five years. And so it's taken me a while and I still sometimes will struggle with it. But given my schedule, it's something that I force upon myself. So I've gotten better with it. What were some actionable stuff that are tactics that you use to be able to overcome this? Because it's something that I'm struggling with right now, especially as the visionary entrepreneur that's a newbie coming into their role because like myself included, I'm coming out of a corporate mindset and a worker bee mindset where you work between X hour and X hour and productivity is what is rewarded, is mm -hmm. hours worked. Yep. And so it's difficult to do the creative work that's needed to come up with the vision of your company, where you're taking yep. it, where who you're speaking to. Yep. What kind of bumpers did you put in place? So you're right. In corporate America, it's build more widgets, get paid more. And so you have to try to... You, so here's what I did. I think journaling is probably one of the most important things. So you can tackle questions. Okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I get anxious if I don't go from this meeting to this meeting? This Like, why am I getting anxious? Why do I feel this way? And if you can put yourself on a self-discovery, a, a journey and exploration onto why we frame these things in our heads, I think that's most important. So number one, I would say journal. And I would say journal as much as you possibly can. I would journal in the morning and I would journal in the evening before you go to bed. It's our mutual friend, like you just said, Rob Murgatroyd talks about, it's not his process, it's someone, someone else. It's called the morning pages. And so in the morning, when you wake up, you just take a whole bunch of blank pieces of paper, like the big pieces of paper, and you just start to write and you write and you write. And you do that for about 30 to 45 minutes. And eventually what comes out of you is, oh my gosh, do I really think that? Do I like, is that really up there in this brain of mine? That's crazy. I could never speak that, but I'm going to write it. 
And you keep writing until you got those pages filled up and then you just literally get rid of that piece of paper. You don't let anyone look at that thing. So burn it if you want, throw it away if you want. But I think journaling, specifically the morning pages, is a really good tool to use. I'm also a person of faith. And so I look to the Bible, I pray. I think people can also meditate anything you possibly can to try and slow down the mental, you used the word before, mental gymnastics that's going on in your brain. Anything that you can do to slow that down, journaling, prayer, reading, meditation, whatever it might be. Some people, I used to do a lot of swimming. I don't swim quite as much anymore, but when you're swimming, there's nothing else that you can really do except for just think and explore why you think the way you do. But I think if you can put yourself on some sort of journey of self-discovery, that's the most important thing any sort of tool that would help you on that is beneficial. Kyle, I'm listening to this right now and I'm listening to you talk. Must be nice for you to be financially <laughs> independent, to have this material wealth, and now you can be able to take your foot off the gas. But that doesn't apply to me because I'm in the middle of building a business. I'm in the middle of doing things. I have to be 100 miles an hour or I'm not going to get what I want in this world. Does this still apply to me listening to this show that thinks that I have to work the 20 hour days to get this thing off the ground mm. or is what you're suggesting a better and more tried and true method of overall fulfillment and an actual accelerant to what I'm trying to get to. That is a, that is such a good question. And we could talk about this for a long time. I'll approach it this way. Um, I'm in. So I'm 42. And so it depends on who's asking that question. I am a believer in seasons of life. So mm. I went through a big season of hustle and grind. And eventually, do you know where that led? It led to being completely burned out, to being completely empty inside, being lost, being unhealthy, both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So if you're listening and you're in a different season of life than me, again, I'm married, I've got a five-year-old, uh, I've got a business, we've got some financial security and independence. This may not be the same for you, but there are still some systems and tools that you can use and put in place. If you're in that building phase, you can still find a little bit of balance so you don't burn yourself out. I wish someone would have told me. So if you're listening and you're younger than me and you're saying must be nice, heed the advice and the wisdom of someone who's been there, done that, been burned out and is trying to explain to you there's a way to do it that was better than I did it. So... To answer your question in short, I believe in seasons. I believe there is a building season. There is a harvesting season. And I'm in, in the middle of those two. And that's why my perspective might be different than someone else's. So that's the overall point of the show and of the podcast. And that's the itch that we try to scratch is to be able to take the advice like this and then apply it as well as the financial tools so uh -huh. that people that are... Because for people that are listening that are new, I'm 27... And I'm very much so in that building stage where I'm trying to, you know, I've got my plane off of the runway of financial momentum and now I'm coasting through the skies. I'm going through some clouds again, trying to figure out what is next for my business. And that is the advice that I've gotten over and over again, is that it all circles back to this quote that I heard from Alex Hormozy, which is people spend their 20s and 30s trying to become a millionaire by their 40s, decamillionaire, whatever have you, by your 40s. And then that 40-year-old that's the decamillionaire would give everything that they've got to be 20 years old again. So why am I traveling right now? Does it improve my productivity? Does it decrease it? I'm not sure. What I do know is this, and it's a fun thought experiment that I'm doing with my girlfriend, because 
right now, obviously, we're not spending like I'm going from a person that was spending 16 hours a day working to working like technically like three jobs had my W two along with this income yeah. to now a lot of free time and now there's two things that are going to come from it. There's only two outcomes. Outcome A is that we spend a little bit too much money. The experience is such a peak state, peak environment that at the end of this, we come up with the best business ideas in this beautiful peak state that generates revenue beyond our wildest imagines and helps us break through that plateau to get to the next level. That's what I think step. That's what I think was most likely to happen or option B we blow through our money and then have to go back and then just save the money again and just do what we were doing before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just a game of iteration, isn't it? It's I think life is an experience and what, what may have worked for me may not work for someone else. What you're doing may not work for someone else, but what you're doing may work for someone else. We don't know what we don't know. And I love how you're open to experiencing the fullness of life and you're trying and you're experimenting and you've got a belief that, okay, there's a couple of things that could happen. This amazing thing could happen. And we don't spend enough time in our creative brain in a creative environment for new ideas to flourish and come out. And so I love that you guys are doing that. And then you say, okay, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is you would just go back to doing what you did. You know how to do it. And a couple of years from now, you could do the same thing again because you've proven the ability to do it, you know how to do it. And so the worst that could happen, which is funny because the worst that could happen is probably what most people are currently living as their experience. They just don't realize that. Yes, That to me is fascinating. So I love that you guys are trying. I think more people should try to experiment and experience different things in life because we don't know, we don't know. And there could be some amazing creativities, creativity or insights or ideas on the back end of just completely putting ourselves out there. And I think that's what we undervalue right now. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's the whole notion behind any of this. So for people listening, once again, Take what I'm doing and apply it to your life and your framework because world travel is not for everyone, especially long-term like we're doing. But take whatever that thing is for you, that freedom thing, starting that new business, maybe exiting that job that makes you work 100 hours so that you can go be a violin instructor because that's your passion, starting your own candle making company or moving to Colorado. So whatever fires you up, Here's what it all comes back to is we all come back to that same quote that you just said is what's the worst case scenario that happens is you just go get another job. So if you're listening to this and you're working that job and you're driving to that job or from that job or you're on lunch break from that job, your worst case scenario is your present day reality. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people don't realize it. And we're sitting in fear. We're stuck in fear because we don't know what's going to happen. But you've proven that you can do what you're currently doing. So you could likely just do the same thing. And so you might as well take the leap. Exactly. And it's terrifying. And that's why we're having this conversation. It's like, this isn't a conversation that I can have with just anyone. I view you as a friend for some reason. So this is a cool little candid talk that we can have and have it benefit all these people live and in color. Yep. So let's use that as let's use that as a slight pivot. Let's walk through your journey from what you were doing to who you are now. So let's go ahead and introduce you to what you actually do and then let's walk it backwards a bit. Sure. Yes, I created a business which is like a lifestyle brand and it's gone through a few different versions and we've landed on Guys Trip. I take small groups of high-performing men 
I take them out of their environment and out of their day-to-day and I put them into a bucketless type of an environment because I believe in the power of masterminding. It's not a new concept. A lot of people, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with it, but I believe in by experiencing. So if I can take guys in this instance and put them into an environment where they have to pit a NASCAR, they get to learn by experiencing what it's like to do teamwork, what it's like to fail and fail quickly and learn from it. So what I could do is go up on stage and talk about teamwork. I could talk about all that stuff. I would rather them experience it and then we break it down together. So that's something that's come up through my story, which we'll get into, I'm sure, shortly. I've got a podcast as well, wrote a book, and that's that's it, man. I'm married, been married for almost 10 years. Got a five-year-old son, Cal, who's uh, you'll see on all my Instagram stories because that's what I focus in on. And we're just living life, man. We live in the upper Northwest. We got a lake house in northern Minnesota. And then we just built a house in Grand Forks, North Dakota to be really close to my wife's family. So my son, who's an only child, he's got about 12 cousins here that are his best friends. So it's a great environment for him. I love that. And uh, there's, so I, I don't have kids yet. And I remember as I was going on my wealth building journey in the very beginning, I was very myopically focused on net worth and money. And that's my thing. That was it. And I was making a lot of money. It was good money. And I was killing it in my W-2. And then I started getting some side income. And then all of a sudden, everything is rocking and rolling. And what happened was I got up to 20, 20 coming in a month. And then I started touching around that 40 or 50. And all I could think about was, how do I get to 100? And I had a mentor that told me in GoBundance, he said, if you don't change how you're viewing this game and how you continuously keep moving the goalposts, he's like, the reason that you're doing this, the reason that you tell me is because when you have kids, you want to be a very present father. Then at this rate, you are going to have kids in the future and you're not going to be playing ball with them because all you're going to be thinking about is how do I make a million a month? And that was when I shifted my focus. The carrot always moves Uh, for anyone who's a high performer driven. When you make X, you need to make X plus Y now. And then when you make that, you always add it on. And I was the same way. And then we had our son and that became the focus. And I live life very differently now, which we could chat about as well at some point, but I know exactly how much our household needs to bring in per month, per year, whatever it might be in order for us to live the life that we call a dream life. Anything above and beyond that, I need to analyze, okay, how much extra time is this going to take? Because that time has to come from somewhere. And so it's likely going to come from my son or my wife or whatever it might be. And so is that a trade-off that I'm willing to make Yes or no. And then we evaluate decisions from there. Holy shit, Kyle. That's awesome. I never heard it broken down like that. Yeah, it's a fun experiment. And I'm happy to share it if you want me to, or we can wait for it or whatever it might be. But I learned this from a mentor too. Let's hit on that. So let's hit on crafting your dream life and finding out about what your metrics are to that financially, what it looks like. And then let's talk a little bit more about that concept because that is game changing what you just said. So take out a piece of paper if you're listening now or pause it, do it later, whatever it might be. And then you should write down, and this is, so I'm a little bit nerdy, okay? So I'm a finance major. I taught personal finance when I taught in high school. I love numbers. And so I know what our budget is per month. 
So if you don't know, this would be a good time to maybe take a look at what your budget is per month. Write down all your expenses, okay? Let's say that you come up to, uh, I'm just going to throw a number out there, 10000 per month. Those are your expenses. Now, to the right of it, I want you to add all the things that you would like to do in order for you to say, man, this is, I am living my dream life. And let's say that number comes up to 20,000 per month. Okay. So your gap is 10,000. So you want to work your way towards how do I get up to the dream life number? That is 20,000 times 12 is $240,000 you need to make per year. How do you get to $240,000 per year? And if you want to go above, that's cool. Recognizing that time is going to have to probably come from somewhere unless you built amazing systems and you're investing in things that are giving you cash flow, which is a whole nother story, which you and I probably both love that conversation. But the whole point is you should know exactly how much it costs for you to live your dream life. And you should shoot for that number. So when you just said, okay, I made 20,000 per month and I was making 40, then 50. And okay, now what do I got to do to make a hundred? I don't play that game. I know exactly how much we need to make and that's it. That's all I do. And we can do more if we want to. And that's a decision with my wife and I, but I know exactly what it takes in order for make in order for us to make what we need to make. And that's it, man. That that dream life has built in the few homes that we own, going on vacation for a month a year, everything that we could possibly want. And it's hard for me to say, hey, Brian, here's mine. Your dream life looks different than mine. Every listener's dream life looks different than ours. And so you need to build your own and stop chasing these numbers because it sounds cool. Chase your number, not someone else's number. I love that, man. And it's very, it's really odd because everyone has this arbitrary number that they throw out. Everyone's like, oh, 10,000. Oh yeah, I want 15,000 a month and I can invest in real estate full time. And that's my financial freedom number. And it's just, it's an interesting experiment because if I ask people like 99% would not be able to say, Hey, here's exactly the type of house I'd like, but here's exactly like what car I want to drive. And on this show, we're not going to, we're not one of those finance shows that's saying, Hey, you have to drive a 2007 Hyundai uh, when you're balling. I don't believe in that. I think if you want a freaking Audi convertible and that fills your cup, Mm. then get the Audi convertible, but bake that into your number. And don't go past it. Yeah, it's values-based spending. I'm a believer in that too. I may not value cars. You may value cars. I don't. Listening, like it doesn't matter. You you value travel and food. You value travel and that's great. And you know what you value and that's baked into how you live your life. And that's all we're saying here is what's important to you. How do we get there? Chase your number, not an arbitrary number. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about how you got these systems in place to be able to even economically make this jump to be a stay-at-home dad, because that's not as common either. Normally, it's a stay-at-home mom and the dad stays and brings home the bacon. So what were you doing before and how did you pivot out of that? Because a lot of people are probably in that position. Yeah, I was corporate America for 13 years. And so I was I started in Wisconsin, travel wholesale, moved to Minneapolis, worked for Target headquarters. And then I did a couple other corporate jobs working my way up the corporate ladder until I realized, man, this ladder that I've been climbing sucks. This is not the ladder I want to be on because I get to the top leadership in corporate America 
And it's not what I thought. And maybe the listeners think no. like there's this bill of goods we've been sold. But to your point, you are constantly when you're in corporate America, you're playing a game. And if you're not playing the game, you're going to stick not out growing. and then you're not going to be moving. You're not promoted and all this is I want to exit this game. I don't like this game. And I did that in 2015. And I asked myself, what do I love? What do I think I'm good at? So I played a little connect the dots. Every position I've had in corporate America, I have gravitated towards helping others uncover the process of learning. So it's like, okay, cool. Teacher. I swung the pendulum so far the other way, I became a high school business teacher. So I left corporate America. I took about $100,000 a pay cut at least to do that and became a teacher. Loved it, man. I love teaching. And then, like I said, we had our son, 2017. My wife did her maternity leave, which put us into June, which put me to, at the end of the school year. I said, I'll take over. I'll prom- I'll get promoted. And we said, if there's another job that would came available, uh, we would take it. No job became available that I wanted. So I got a blank slate, man. And we had done a really good job with saving up money in corporate America, paying down debt at the same time. And so we had this gift. And so when someone says it must be nice... Like, dude, you didn't see us when we have been saying no to all these different things in order for us to build a foundation in order to have financial freedom. You didn't see us then. You're seeing us now. And so when you say must be nice, I wish people could have seen the earlier years of this wealth building stage. But we did that. And I said, all right, I've got a blank slate. What do I want to do? What do I want to see in the world? What can I cause and create? And I just had this idea to create these experiences for people. And the first one that I did. I never intended it for it to be men, just men only. But the first trip I did, only men showed up. I was like, that's weird. I didn't market it that way. But it was really obvious to me that men don't have a space for this stuff. Men don't have the ability to just, dude, let's do something amazing and fun. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Like for men, that's really hard. Like we think vulnerability for some reason is, is a weakness. I don't think it is. I think it's pure strength. And if I can create this for guys and just keep doing it, we just did our ninth one last week. And so we got number 10 coming up, full racing experience at full racing immersion. If I can just keep doing this, I think it's having an impact. And it has, man, I've heard from girlfriends, fiancés, the wives, not all the same, but different ones. I've heard from them, from their guys that go and they're like, hey, thank you for doing this. And so came back and he's just a different guy. And so it's been really encouraging. It's the brands just evolved. So that's the evolution of the last couple of years that's happened. It's been bumpy. It's been fun. It's been exhilarating as an entrepreneur. It's all over the board, but I'm really enjoying it. That's awesome, man. And I've been watching it and it's super cool. And I'll definitely be hopping on one of these guys' trips when I get back into the States here because can't keep saying no to you, man. I can't keep saying no, but yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. So I'm curious as someone, I've got a podcast that I've started and I'm building a business around it. I'm curious how you viewed the revenue model as you were starting because you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I enjoy doing this. I have a number that I need to hit every single month. How do I combine safety and security with what I love? How do I get out into the void here, especially with a young child? and create this thing. So I'm curious about the process there, especially coming from a corporate mindset. In one word, patience. It's like corporate sure. America is like ready, aim, fire. This is like ready, fire, aim. It's, it is a whole different mindset. And again, f- we had done a good job of building a foundation financially that allowed us to do this. 
So if you're listening, you're like, man, I hate my job. I'm going to I'm gonna quit tomorrow and start this new thing. Let's build a little bit of a ramp before you do that. Let's be wise yes. about having a plan. Like you might hear this, you might be saying, all right, Kyle and Brian, you just fired me up to, to quit and do this thing. Let's, you're hearing bits and pieces of the last five years of life. And so you have to recognize like it's a journey and you have to be patient. But in the beginning, I think this is important to know. In the beginning, these events weren't as profitable as I wanted them to be. And I know what number I need to hit. So I also did some things that would help us hit that number. So I did coaching. Only uh, fans. Yeah. I <laughs> you can, if you hear the voice, like I put the microphone on and do the whole thing. Only fans. He's the one that goes, oh, yeah. that's me. So there's got to be ways that if you're listening, you're like, okay, what are some things that I can do right now to generate some revenue? And you can piece this thing together slowly as you go. And as we started, we're in the middle of 2022. As we started 2022, I let go of all those other revenues streams. And I said, I'm going all in on these trips because now I've got it to a point where it's profitable. Uh, I can run them. I don't spend a dollar in advertising. It's all word of mouth referral. And I've got enough demand to keep doing these where I'm just going to go all in with it. So I think people have to understand that there's a transition, there's a process, it takes time, be patient. But in the meantime, what can you do to supplement that income? All right. So everybody that's listening, that wants a free 30 page guide, go to w2toworldtravel.com because this man is saying what I'm talking about in the book. There we go. I love it. what I'm talking about in the book, man. I would recommend... If you are in a W-2, go be the best person that you can be at that W-2 to realize that it's not the answer. But I would say that what I have realized that I did not want to be in my position if I had not made it to the top of my position and then realize that mountaintop was the wrong mountain. That's a juicy question. So I always tell people, you said at the very beginning of this podcast, you said, be where your feet are. So if you're in a W-2, I would say that it would be more beneficial to you to be the freaking best at whatever you're doing right now and be so good at it that you can carve out blocks of your time and be able to do your job to the peak of its potential in 30%, 40%, 50% less time. And then spend that other block of time slowly building that thing that you want to work on, build that financial foundation, get your rentals, your real estate, your stocks, and then you're coming from a place where you're not having to start a business out of a place of scarcity yes. to where you're burning the ships. Yeah. So that's what you would echo. Agree. Yes. You, I love that the starting point is personal excellence because I think it's, I don't remember who said it, maybe Annie Frizzell, like personal excellence is the ultimate form of rebellion. I love that, man. Be so good at your job that you become efficient. Now you've got some extra time. You can use that extra time to start working on whatever it is that you want to work on and then start building your plan. But we shouldn't forget, like some people, my wife is one of them. She loves her job. She loves her W-2. She, will, awesome. never, she will never be out of a W-2. And that is amazing. That is, that's great. Everyone's got a different journey. Sometimes we, as non-W-2s, we like to bash the W-2s, but we have to be reminded, like some people just love it. And that's fine. That's great. So I love it, man. Start with personal excellence. That's the best way to do it. And I love that you say that because the W-2s are the right move for 90% of people. Yeah. yeah. It's playing up, straight up. The W-2s are 90% of the people. But here's my caveat to that, because this is a conversation I was having with one of my mentors as well. And I agree with that statement. But here's the caveat, right? 
I would say that who we're speaking to and who's listening to this podcast isn't that person. That's probably true. Yep. That's probably true. So we're speaking to that 10%, that 5%, that 1% that this applies to. Because here's my assumption. If you're a person right now, you're listening to this and you've made it to the end of colonized rambling and rants about personal freedom and fatherhood and getting out of the corporate ladder and climbing the wrong mountain, I would assume that you aren't in love with your job. Because if you were in love with your job, you would be like I was before. And I was listening to a podcast about sales skills because that's where I got my, that's how it became good was I sat in the car every single day for two to three hours a day, listen to podcasts about B2B sales. That just happened to turn. Yeah. That just happened to turn into bigger pockets. Yeah. And then that made a shift. So hopefully I want to be that podcast for somebody else that's listening to that show. And then they're like, what are y'all talking about? I like this. And yeah, to your point, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that, man. So what, where do you see this going and what's next for you? What are you building? I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's a story. I do have an idea, but I think what's guided me the last several years on building this brand is I'm just focused on, it's a, it's a balancing act. I'm focusing on doing the next thing for this brand that's the best next thing all the while like i've got a vision right i can because currently this brand is not a scalable brand the model is not scalable it's me facilitating and leading the trips number one i'm okay with that right now because i am meeting every one of these trips you got eight to twelve guys that are just incredible amazing world-class humans and so every trip i get to meet eight to twelve amazing humans And those amazing humans are also building businesses, they're syndicators, they're operators. And so I have amazing guys that are coming into my network. So that's cool. But I could scale a brand. And I've had several alumni say to me, Kyle, if you can architect and design and fill a trip, I'll lead it for you and we'll revenue share. So there there is a way for me to scale the brand. So I will start to probably dabble in what it would look like to have maybe a certified someone else lead a trip for me. And so that will likely happen in 2023. So that's where the brand is heading. I've already got my 2023 locations picked out, the activities already done, and we're almost a third filled up for 2023, which blows my mind. So that's what we're going to do. I wrote a book last year called Guy's Trip. I just share stories from that trip. I'll probably write another one in the next year or so, Guy's Trip version two, and I'll just continue to sell. Sorry, not sell tell amazing stories of transformation. And so that's where it's going. I'm still going to podcast and I've got a kid that I'm homeschooling in the fall. And so you're looking at a teacher, husband, father, entrepreneur, all those things, but I love wearing all the hats. And so I'm excited to see where that goes, but yeah, that's what's coming up. Perfect. So who is the perfect candidate for a guy's trip and talk to that person right now? Why should they go on a guy's trip with you as opposed to just going on a Guys, I created it because when I was making the transition or the evolution of myself, going from a corporate America guy who's just trying to get promoted to a guy who is trying to build businesses, increase my net worth, do all I wanted to grow as a human being. I found it really hard to find like-minded guys who are doing the same thing because what happens is you've got your friends from high school, your friends from college, and your friends from work, and it, th- that they just they stick with you, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But a lot of times they may not be interested in personal excellence growing or evolving. And so I was like, where did these guys hang out? Like, where can I find these guys? And I couldn't really find a spot. So I just created it. So there's a guy out there who's, I'm trying to do all these things. I'm I'm trying to grow as a human. I'm trying to be a better husband, father, business builder, whatever. And I happen to like to do cool stuff. I think this is, I'm biased, obviously, but I think this is the best place for personal and professional growth while crossing something off your bucket list and meeting amazing guys. So that's who it is. I'd say most guys probably start around 30 is the lowest and they go up into their upper 40s. Most, I'd say 95% are entrepreneurs. We do have some W-2s in there and I think that's great. Don't have to be a father, don't have to be married, but that's who the guys are that are showing up. Nice. And then, so walk us through an example of a guy's trip for somebody that's listening right now that wants to be added to that list. Let me, let me give you the next one. I'll give you the, I'll give you two from now. So I'll give you one in 2023. It's got, we got Nashville and we're connected with a really good country music singer there. And so each guy that goes is going to get partnered up with a country music songwriter and we're going to have each guy share their story with the songwriter. The songwriter will take their story and put it into a country music song. We will take that song and hand it off to a country music singer who's going to sing a working version of each guy's life story in a country music song. That is so badass. That'll be yeah, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. So that's the that's one of the things I've been doing what I call pros versus Joes. And so I will have a professional athlete there in a sport, which I'm not telling. And each guy will get a chance to like experience what it's like in his professional sport. We just did an NFL one at Lambeau. And it was amazing. And so that's the other thing. We'll do a pros versus Joe's. And then we do a little bit of masterminding pretty informally. I lead the group through intentionally curated conversations to further their lives in in different categories. And we just have a lot of fun, but that's Nashville. So that's the only one I'll give you, but we've got a few other ones that are coming up that are pretty epic. If somebody's looking at joining the waiting list for one of these, where do they go? I would just, you can find me on social media. It's Kyle underscore Depius. Otherwise, there's some cool videos on our website, guystrip.co. That one's pretty easy to remember. .co, not .com. I have no idea where that one goes. But guystrip.co, go check out some of our past ones. You'll see some really cool videos. If they're connected in your world, they'll see a couple of guys from GoBundance who have been on a few of these. But otherwise, social media is great too, Instagram. I love it, man. So that's where you would recommend people going to find you. It's just Instagram. That's great. Yeah. I respond to all the messages that are normal on there. I don't respond to the weird ones. You respond to mine. We're connected. That's different. (laughs) That's about to say mine are pretty weird. (laughs) All right, man. Last question. I'll let you roll. Yeah. What is one thing about your life or business that you are very proud about that most people don't know about you? That's a really good question. I think I want to answer it personally. And I'm a father. And I think that there's a lot of statistics on fatherhood that I can't repeat off the top of my hand, but we all could probably agree that intentional, active and engaged fathers could really change the world. And my, my wife and I have really struggled. We've been on an infertility journey ever since Cal was born. We tried to have more kids had a couple of miscarriages before Cal and we haven't been able to get pregnant after Cal. And I think just, I think just the whole topic of infertility and being sensitive to things like that is something that is really near and dear to my heart, but we've only had one child. I think God's just going to give us one child. And I would encourage people, you've got one shot at fatherhood, or if you're listening and you're a mom, you got one shot at being a mom. And it's all about being active and intentional and engaged with our kids. And that's something that 
I think I'm really passionate about. My wife and I just partnered with an organization called Fathers for the Fatherless. And anyone who, you know, I just think that we need more guys to step up and be dads. And so good guys like you, Brian, I know when you guys decide to have kids, you're going to be no. an amazing dad. And I think that's it. I think I'm really passionate about that topic. And that's something that I don't take lightly. And I, I view myself as a husband, father, then an entrepreneur. Man, I appreciate that deeply <clears throat> because that is, that's something that I'm striving for. And it's funny because people say you're never ready for kids, but I think that the biggest and best way to be ready for kids is to just be around community. Because now that I'm in GoBundant, we're not planning on having kids like right now, next year or two, three years, who knows? Yeah. And so I'm not worried about it anymore. I used to think, oh man, if I had one, I'd have no idea what I'm doing. But now I'm like, I've You've got, got resources, this. man. You've got, I've got resources guys. about yes. resources. Exactly. Yeah. So I appreciate that, man. But uh, we'll leave it with that. Leave cool. it with that. We just birthed, we birthed a beautiful episode today. <laughs> I love it, man. Right. <laughs> Thanks, parents. buddy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you as always. Yeah. And this has been Kyle Depius and Brian Lubin with the Action Academy Podcast signing off.